Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Becoming with the April's Goddess. My name is Samantha and I'm your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, I urge you to do so, especially considering that we're in a series and I have reviewed two chapters of um, The Miracle of the Scarlet Thread by Dr. Richard Booker already. So you need to listen to those before you listen to today's episode because that's when it will make a lot of sense to you. Because this is a continuation. Um, so yeah, please do listen to the last two episodes and the previous ones as well. Because they will help give you some clarity on uh, what this podcast is about. And what I've shared with um, you people so far. Especially because I'll be referring to some of those uh, episodes. And so I don't want you being left behind. Um, so guys, please share this with as many people as you can. And I hope this helps you in your journey of becoming the best version of yourself so before we get into this week's episode i want to share something with you guys that's not part of um this week's episode it happened this week and i thought i should share it with you before i forget because our series might go on for uh three more weeks so if i don't share this now i'll forget yeah so um Right now, I I told you guys I attend online church, and the online church that I attend is doing a series. So before I talk about that series, um, if you've been with me since the beginning, I'm sure you heard uh, episode two of this episode uh, of this podcast. And so in episode two, I was talking about how love forgives, and I told you guys about how uh, we're supposed to forgive people. Uh, people if we're going to you know move on and not be bitter and just have and instead of focusing that energy on being bitter we focus it on bettering ourselves um so um last week um i had a traumatic experience so um something happened that triggered um some trauma that i like i had buried I, i knew it was there but like i had just you know buried it and um i realized that um when the trauma was was triggered um i realized that there's a person i had not forgiven okay and i remember calling my friend and i kept talking about how i will never forgive this person da 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 you know how it is like i'll never forgive this person and then um I reminded myself that I did an episode on forgiveness but even then I was just like nah what she did to me is just too much I will never forgive this person you know and so um I talked to one of my other friends about it um and my friends are very patient with me honestly and and that's a blessing to be very honest because this friend just listened and and talked to me about how this was robbing me and so um coincidentally well and i honestly i won't even say coincidentally because i believe everything happens for a reason okay and this is what i'm trying to share with you at this moment so um apparently i tune into sermon on sunday and um the church that i'm attending is in a series about forgiveness and they're calling it forgiveness university um so obviously you know it's tc nation i'm talking about that if you listen to uh, pastor mike toad so uh, pastor mike toad has been talking about forgiveness and we're on week three and in week three he just um so in week one he talked about how forgiveness is um is a fundamental of the faith in week two he like doubled on that and then week three he talks about just us receiving forgiveness from god like we're basically just receiving forgiveness from god and pastor mike kept on saying i don't even want you to forgive anyone right now i just want you to receive forgiveness and in that moment i received forgiveness okay now i know i've been receiving forgiveness on the daily but in that moment i received forgiveness and guys it was so overwhelming it was like i broke down it was a beautiful moment with the holy spirit i cried but then it also reminded me of how um i've been holding on a free gift so pastor mike said something he said forgiveness is a free gift god gives it freely you don't deserve it you don't earn it he gives it freely and he gives it to you every single day so why are you so selfish that you're holding on to it and not extending it to other people 
and in that moment i was like okay honestly i'm trying to be this better person i'm trying to be the best version of myself and i can't hold on to this because honestly there are also some things that i do that god can say you know what i can't forgive her for that that's too much but he still forgives me and so who am i to say no there you cross the line you overcrossed it like so in that moment I decided I was ready to forgive. Now when I say I was ready to forgive, I didn't say I have forgiven. In that moment, I just made the decision that I am ready to forgive and now I am going through the process of forgiving that person. Now forgiveness is no small thing honestly, and so it it it's a whole process and I am going through that process and I'm ready to just let this go. Now, why did I share this with you guys? Um I believe the reason why that trauma was triggered right before Sunday's sermon was so that God brings to light this thing that I was keeping in the dark, okay? So that traumatic experience was just for me to realize or to recognize that I am holding on to unforgiveness because I had buried it. I had told myself I will never forgive her and I had buried it. But the moment something similar happened, it reminded me of what she had done and I was back to being upset about it. You know, I wasn't even upset about what happened the past weekend. I was upset about that thing, the thing that she did. Okay, I hope I'm made, I'm making sense because I'm trying not to give too much because, yeah, you can decipher who it is. Yeah, so um, that is the reason it happened, and so in as much as it was traumatic and and I, I i had this anxiety attack and everything i was also grateful to god for bringing it to light because because um after it was brought to light i was able to take it to god and now i'm in a process where i can forgive this person so i just want to encourage you to be attentive to what god is trying to show you and just to pay attention and also to just try to forgive you know it's about progression and not per- uh, not perfection and so yeah we're all on a journey i hope and so i hope that we're trying every day to be better okay if i keep talking about this this episode is going to be long and we don't want that so um three months guys three months of becoming it's been amazing thank you so much for um staying with me i appreciate you guys today's episode 12 so that marks three months and yeah i'm grateful for all of you so let's get into today's um episode so on today's episode uh we're going to be studying the blood covenant as it was revealed um to as it was as god revealed it through abraham so remember um god paints a picture of himself through the old testament and this is a beautiful revelation and so he he reveals the blood covenant to us uh through um abraham so we're basically going to be looking at the father of faith now we all know that before he was called abraham he was abraham and he was only called abraham after god uh, established covenant with him and we know that when uh people establish a covenant they be, they they exchange names so to say and so abraham became his name after covenant and so um at the beginning of this chapter uh today's chapter is what did abraham believe and so that is the title of today's uh, episode so um it's been 500 years since the flood eh? obviously you know the flood um noah's flood and everything so and again the world has turned from god to idol worship and abraham's family were idol worshipers so you can find this in joshua 24 2 and 14 and uh so they lived in the city of i don't know if this is r or your okay but something like that so it's you are so this was located in Babylon between the Tigris and the Euphrates River and it was a cultural sophisticated but pagan country so we know that the pagans are the uh, they worship the pagan gods they don't worship our creator and so um the people worshiped the moon and made idols curved with their own hands uh, to the moon goddess so this is the environment that god caused um abram from okay so he caused 
uh, Abraham to his Abraham to his covenant of love from this environment. Okay, and so God tells Abraham to get out of this pagan land, and Abraham has to leave these idols and this and his pagan household to go to a country that God would show him. So. Um, and then God told him that there I will bless you and I will make you a great nation. I'll make you a great nation. And uh, he told him that he would give him the land, um, the land of rest from his enemies. And so, and God also told him that out of his seed, okay, which is one seed, he didn't say seeds, he said seed, uh, all nations of the world will be blessed. So you can find this story in Genesis 12, verse 1 to 9. And so, if you've read the story of uh, of Abraham four times in the Bible, it is said that um, Abraham believed God and was counted as righteous. So you can see this in Genesis fifteen six, in Romans four three, in Galatians three sixteen, and in James two twenty three. So um, what we're going to learn in this chapter is exactly what Abraham believed. Okay, because there has to be a reason why he was able to get up from his mother's um and father's house and leave because you just can't get I, I i you just can't get up because of hearsay you have to be convicted that this is the truth for you to get up i don't know if it's just me but if you tell me to leave my mother's house i have to be 100 percent sure that what you're telling me is the truth because once i leave i cannot come back and if i leave what if somebody attacks me and i'm killed you know so there has to be a reason why abraham was able to get up from his mother's house and leave okay or rather his father's house and leave and so um if we can find out what abraham believed then we too can be counted as righteous that's nice right if we choose to believe it by the way so um we too can become acceptable to God and we can be reconciled with our creator and we can have peace with God. So, um, so God brings Abraham to the land of Canaan and God approaches in, in a way that Abraham, uh, that Abraham can understand. I'm sorry guys, I'm switching between Abraham and Abraham because I know him as Abraham. Okay. So I have to get that together. Um, and so, um, God approaches him in a way that he can understand. So he established a blood covenant with Abraham. So the reason why Abraham would understand this is because it was a practiced ritual. It's something that he knew. He understood covenant. Okay. And so um, this is the same covenant that was established with Adam and Eve when he killed the animals in the garden and clothed Adam and Eve to cover their sins and promised a future redeemer. So this story is in Genesis 3. So even when Adam and Eve died, God had to establish that when you commit sin, there's supposed to be a sacrifice to cover that sin. And that is why he killed the animal and got the animal skin and dressed and clothed um, Abraham, uh, Adam and Eve so that when God looks at Adam and Eve now and he sees them clothed in the skin of that animal, he will be, he will be reminded that their sins were um their sins were paid for by death because the wages of sin is death so it was the death of the animal that paid for the sin of adam and eve and that is why god clothed them with that skin so that when he looks at them he is reminded that that sin was paid for and so um you can see this in genesis 3 and it's the same covenant that god reconfirmed with noah Okay, evidenced by Noah offering a sacrifice to the Lord that was a sweet, savory smell. So this is in Genesis 8, 20 to 21. And so if you notice, this is the first thing that Noah did when he got out of the ark. So um, it's very understandable that God, this, is, this has always been a ritual and, and everybody um, understood this. And so God progressively continues to reveal his covenant with man that he, God, laid from the foundations of the world. And before he actually comes to earth to cut covenant himself as a man, he reveals it most clearly through Abraham. The covenant ceremony is described in Genesis 15. So I will read Genesis 15 to you, but I just want you to, to understand this. Uh, so you see how when adam and eve sinned god already knew that an animal had to die 
in the place of that sin so that it can be paid for. This makes me know that even before God created Adam and Eve, he had already set a system for how sin will be paid for. So, yes, he created Adam and Eve and he desired for them to be righteous, but he made room for if ever they sinned. And that shows me that from the beginning, God was intentional about reconciling us to him. And that's why he set a system in place from the first place, like from the first before the foundations of the earth. He set that system, you know. So, okay, let's go to Genesis 15. So Genesis 15 reads, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceedingly great reward. And he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a she-god of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all this, and divided them in the midst, which is the middle, like we said, and laid each piece one against um, another but the birds divided he not so he did not cut the birds in the middle probably because they're really tiny and then the fowls came down upon the carcasses abram dropped them away and when the sun was going down a deep sleep fell upon abram and law and horror of great darkness fell upon him and he said unto abram know of a surety that thy seed shall be a shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years and also that nation whom they shall serve will i judge and afterwards shall they come out with great substance and thou shalt go and to thy fathers in peace they shall be buried in good old age but in the fourth generation they shall come hither again for the iniquity of the amorites is not yet full and it came to pass that when the sun went down it was dark behold a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces in the same day the lord made a covenant with abram saying unto saying unto thy seed have i given this land from the river of egypt unto the great river the river of euphrates this is genesis 15 1 one uh, and then nine to eighteen this is in the king james version guys the king james version is a beautiful book <laughs> mother and all that yeah so uh let's have this ceremony described so let's review what god says to abram so god says abram i am your shield and your exceedingly great reward with this statement god is taking the initiative by offering his robe and his belt to abram so this is according to the covenant ceremony that we just discussed last week. So now God doesn't have a physical robe so he ex- uh, that he can exchange with Abraham. But since the robe represents the person, God simply offers himself. He doesn't offer his robe. He, da- he literally offers himself. And so in effect, God says, Abraham, here is myself. I offer you me. I am your reward. All that I am, I give to you. I am holy, I give you my holiness. I am righteous, I give you my my righteousness. I give you my life, Abraham, pledging to lay it down on your behalf if you will accept this covenant and enter into it with me. Then God says, Abraham, I'm your shield. I don't offer you a shield. I am your shield. I will protect you and fight your battles for you. I will be your strength. If anyone attacks you, they are really attacking me. Your battles are mine. Put me on as your full armor. And when you go into battle, I will fight for you. And you just stand aside and let me do it. And honestly, if you read the story of Abraham, everywhere he went, even when he was attacked, um, he came out unscathed. And this is because God was fighting for him. And this is because Abraham had entered into covenant with God. Okay? And he knew that this covenant is something that cannot be broken and God will not be put to shame because if you see me I'm in covenant and I say I'm in covenant with God and you fight me and I lose it means God has lost and when did we ever hear God lose a battle so you know it's it's a really beautiful revelation and so he tells Abraham also out of your seed singular shall come a blessing to the whole world i will bless you and make you a great nation i will give you a land of rest 
But Abra, I want you to know I am not making this covenant with you because you deserve it. And any time you start thinking you do deserve it, we'll, we'll go ask your wife. <laughs> you gave um, away two times what she thinks. So if you read the story of Abram, every time Abram entered in a foreign land, he would tell people Sarah was his sister because he did not want... She was such a beautiful woman and he knew that they'll attack him because they want her. And, and, and so this is what God is talking about. Like Every time you want to feel like you end this, I'll remind you that you gave your own wife away twice. So we'll go ask her if truly you can earn this. And so um, I'm taking the initiative to make this covenant with you because I love you, not because you deserve it. So Abraham, or, or rather Abram, that great man of faith, responds, Well, that's really wonderful, Lord. I really appreciate all you want to do for me, and I believe you. I know you are going to do all that, but how do I know? And then God um, answers Abram's question in the terms that Abram can understand. And so he tells Abram to gather all these animals and all that because he knew that uh, Abram understands the language of covenant, okay? Because he's seen covenant being done, okay? And so the the animals that Abram is asked to bring, these are the animals that God declared as clean or acceptable to him. And they would serve as a substitutionary sacrifice, which will lead up to the ultimate sacrifice being Jesus. And so um, Abraham quickly gathers up the animals and God says, take the ram, goat and heifer and split them right down in the middle and separate the halves. So by splitting the animals down in the middle and dividing the halves, Abraham knows that God is making a covenant with him. Because this is how the covenant ceremony goes, as we saw in chapter 2. And so when this, when God gives this instruction, Abraham, Abraham in that moment understands that we are about to enter into covenant. And Abraham knows that a blood covenant is the closest and most enduring and most solemn and most sacred of all compacts. So it absolutely cannot be broken. And so therefore, Abraham knows that God must do the things he has promised. So the moment God makes that covenant with Abraham, he, he he is sworn to his word he can't change it he can't because he has entered into covenant with abram and so abram is assured that even when i leave this place we are in covenant he cannot change his mind and that is what he believed to leave his and that is what made him leave his father's house that is what he believed and so now there was only one problem okay how can the creation enter into covenant with the creator how can a weak sinful man enter into covenant with the all with the almighty all-powerful god what does abraham have to offer god is he going to rescue god and help him out in some way um i mean if you can rescue god it means you can rescue yourself from anything and everything so clearly you don't need god so yeah abraham would never even you know and um why if every human that ever lived offered all their possessions to god it still wouldn't be worthy worthy of a covenant the creator is beyond reach of the creation in the creation's own capacity to reach out so there's just no common ground on which man can approach god okay but then in Genesis 15:11 we see Abram trying to help God. So the bloody halves are on each side and we know that every time there is um bloody dead uh, blood dead animals um uh, the the fowls the the vultures are going to come and try to eat the carcasses and everything. And so in this moment uh Abram tries to help God. He tries chasing them away and everything. And so um he tries to, you know, like do all that because these fowls are considered unclean by god and then they are attempting to eat the clean sacrifice which is ordained by god as acceptable to him so this takes a richard dr richard booker takes us back to something that jesus said here he says uh jesus says to certain the evil one is like the unclean fowls that swoop down to snatch away the seeds of the gospel to keep people from believing so this is in matthew um 13 uh, verse 4 and 19 and so the fowls in genesis 
uh, the fowls in Genesis they were represent they represent Saturn swooping down to break up this covenant before it is even completed by snatching away the acceptable sacrifice before it can be offered. And so we see um, Abram trying to help God uh, by shooing them away. And finally, God says, "Look, Abram, you really don't understand. If I'm going to establish a covenant a covenant with man, I'm going to have to do it all." you know if it's going to be done at all we can't get into this 50 50 or 25 75 or 90 10 or 95 5 we can't it won't work so um if you're going to be involved in this in any way it's going to be messed up if you try to work if you try to be righteous if you try to help in any way this covenant will be polluted with you and so in short what god is saying is if you even try to fix anything where you and i are concerned you're just going to mess it up okay just come to me the way you are come to me and i will do everything okay because there's nothing you can do honestly there's nothing you can do so just come as you are and so uh i'm the only one who can make covenant with me i'm going to swear by myself to this covenant and to make sure you don't try to help me out anymore i'm going to put you to sleep through the whole ceremony and when it's over i'll wake you up and so god causes deep sleep um to fall upon abram and 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 there was great darkness so while abram was under the power of god god told abraham or abram his descendants would be in bondage 400 years in a strange country uh, but they would be delivered with great wealth we, this is the israelites if we know, we know that they were in captivity by, um under the egyptians and so then abram saw passing between the bloody animals someone taking his place so someone was walking where he should have been walking someone was saying i'm dying to myself I'm giving up the rights of my own life and I'm beginning a new walk with my covenant partner unto death. So if you remember the covenant partner here is God. So someone is saying not my will God but yours be done as my covenant partner. So this was such a brilliant glow that Abraham saw walking in his place that he could only describe it as a smoking furnace and a burning lamp meaning a bright light. So what was it that Abram saw? We'll find out. So Abram sees a manifestation of the blazing glory and the dazzling beauty of God himself walking in his place. The Almighty cut covenant with himself and stood in for Abram. So he is the only one who could stand in for Abram at that point. And all of Abram's unborn seed were included in the covenant because they were in him. Remember, Abram had the unborn seed so um once again uh this is just showing us how the old testament is a picture of a person in the new testament okay so god pictured the time when he would come to earth in the person of jesus of nazareth to cut a covenant with himself by himself on our behalf so it's the same story okay it's the same story this is god jesus cutting covenant even for abra so the sacrifice remember was always symbolic of the flesh and blood of the one who made the walk so this so this sacrifice pointed to the time when god himself would come to earth as the human lamb of god to take away the sins of the world and he would cut the covenant for us while the blood of animals could only cover sin the blood of jesus takes it away to be remembered no more so remember i said um god killed uh, an animal in the garden of eden to to clothe um adam and eve so that when he looks at him uh, he only sees he he remembers that the sin was paid for so that was this that was the thing that animal covered the sin okay it just covered it but when jesus died he took away our sins for them to be remembered no more and so this was just god's way of telling the story even before it happened so he was waiting for such a time an appointed time when jesus will walk this earth as a man and then he will cut covenant with him with himself on our behalf okay and so um now there is the seal because we remember there's supposed to be a scar that is supposed to remind us of this covenant so now god awakens abraham to seal the covenant and the seal um that were that we discussed in chapter two was a scar 
okay that which is supposed to be given as testimony to the covenant and this scar would bear witness to the covenant and it would always remind god and abram of their covenant responsibilities to each other so this was the guarantee of the covenant now um in this in, in, in this covenant that God uh, made with Abram, the scar was the seal of circumcision. You remember uh, Abram was told to, to be circumcised and to circumcise his household. And so this was the token of the everlasting covenant. Abram would bear in his flesh the evidence that he had entered into a blood covenant with God through Jesus. Okay, So all of Abram's natural descendants would confirm... Uh, the accepting of this covenant by taking the seal of circumcision on new uh, on newborn males so um this way the seal which is the reminder and the testifier of the covenant was passed down okay so this covenant was made with abram for his whole family generations to come and so every time a, a male was born in abram's family they had to circumcise, to circumcise them so that this seal is is always there to remind god and abram and also abram's descendants that they're in covenant with god and so then the change of names occurs and uh, so god changes abram's name to abraham and then god who is called Yahweh in Hebrew, took the H out of his own name and put it on Abraham's name. So instead of being Abraham, he becomes Abraham. So God puts the H on his name. And likewise, Sarah's name or Sarai's name is changed to Sarah. So they also put an H on Sarah's name. And then God took on Abraham's name and became known as the God of Abraham. Okay, and I'm sure up to now we still call him the God of Abraham, you know, so just to remind us that he's the God of covenant, he's the God of promises, he's still the God of Abraham. And if you remember, he's also called the God, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob because his people also entered into a covenant with him. So he can also be called the God of you if you enter covenant into him. Okay, so, um, and now that the covenant is cut they are known as friends so abram is to be known as the friend of god okay so now god speaks a blessing on the next generation on on abram's son but abram has no son so um now that abram is in covenant with god and god had promised him a seed through sarah which is a descendant who would be a blessing to the whole world he would he had also promised him a land of rest and blessing um, upon Abraham and his descendants but there's a problem here with these promises Abraham has no son through Sarah and Sarah is old okay and um, Sarah had her own issues believing so she gave Abraham her maid servant Hagar and um, Hagar um, gave birth to Ishmael now remember Ishmael was not in the plan of God okay because Sarah was the one who was supposed to be the descendant of Abraham. That was according to what God promised. So now uh, Sarah is impatient, gives um, gives Abraham his uh, her maid servant, and so uh, her maid servant gives birth to Ishmael. And so um, there's a problem here because the promised seed is supposed to come to Sarah. And so now he's 100 years old and Sarah is 90 and he's impotent and she's past the age of childbearing. But God is a little more polite in describing their condition. He says they are stricken with age, which is in Genesis um, 18 verse 11. And so we see Abraham is going to have a son. Okay. And the only way Abraham is going to have a son is if it happens through supernatural birth. Because who's going to give birth to a child at 90 years old? Okay. And so God is asking Abraham to believe in a supernatural birth. So it was deliberate. God knew Abraham was going to have a child. But he needed to make sure that Abraham believes in supernatural birth. Okay. And so now Abraham has never had a covenant partner like God. So it takes him a while to get used to the level and magnitude of the promises coming from the um coming from having such a partner. And so it's just not everybody you cut covenant with that delivers in divine style. That's what Dr. Richard Booker says anyway. So um 
Abram finally comes to the persu- to the persuasion that God is bound to the covenant and cannot break it. So he has to deliver. So furthermore, uh since he is God, he is also capable of delivering. So a son is born to Abram through Sarah and his god Isaac. So Isaac was born to Abram when Abram was 100 years old and Sarah was 90, which is very supernatural, which is very divine. And so at this point Abram sees that God is living up to his part of the covenant. This is what I promised you. This is what is there. And also remember that God also blesses Ishmael because Ishmael is still the seed of Abram and the seed of Abram is blessed. You know? So in as much as they were impatient, even the other seed got blessed because God cannot go back on his word. Okay? Believe everything he says. His word will never return to him void. And so um this story we see that uh in in Abram's story, we see that there was a test of faith. So um you remember that Abram Abraham or rather no Abram by then he was Abram. You remember that Abram slept through the whole covenant, right? And so God did all the work. And so Abram had nothing to do with it. So now God is proving himself faithful. It's time to test Abraham because how do I know that you are also going to be faithful to this covenant we have made we made a covenant whatever i ask for as your covenant partner you give to me now i am holding my end of the bargain are you going to hold it down for me as well so this is where it gets down to this test so we know what the test is um abram is uh, asked to sacrifice the son that god gave to him the same son that you said all the nations of the earth will come from is the one you're asking me to sacrifice you know it sounds so like really god and so um all over the world men in blood covenant were willing to give that which is most dear to them okay so um the question was would abram do the same for his god So God was asking Abraham, "Do you love me as much as the heathens do their idols?" Okay? Because the pagans would give whatever their gods asked for. So, uh, are you willing to surrender that which is most dear to you to prove that you love me? Now, Isaac is a son of Abraham's old age. A son that he never thought he would ever have. Obviously, this miracle, this miracle baby was loved, okay? So this is the thing that is most dear to Abraham and God is saying Are you able to give me this? Okay? And so um God says um are you willing to surrender that which is most dear to you to prove that you love me or was it just easy talk? Have you really given me your heart, Abraham? So or was the covenant something you agreed to for reasons that were not pure? So Abraham take your son Isaac your only son whom you love more than anything in the world take Isaac to the land of Moriah and offer him to me as a burnt offering also the death imagine burning your own child ish so abram it's a three day journey when you get there i'll point out the mountain uh you are to offer him so this story is in genesis 22:1 to 2 i urge you to read the stories for yourself because Yeah, there is revelation in reading them for the, for yourselves. So, this is tough, guys. This is really really tough because uh first of all, this is you said seeds, you never said seeds. My wife is old, she's not about to give me uh, more children. You chased away uh my maid servant Hagar with my other child uh, because if you read this story, Hagar was asked to leave. And so, uh what is going on? So, um This is a tough test for Abraham even though offering his first even though offering the firstborn was uh, a common practice. So because Abraham is 100 years old and all the promises of God or all the promises God gave him depend solely on this child Isaac um there's not much hope, you know, for having another son. So okay. Um So everything like this flashed into Abraham's mind. Obviously Abraham was like, "Are you crazy? Really? This is how you're going to do me?" Like yeah. So um So for me to Esther like Abraham to offer his only son's life for a far greater sacrifice than offering his own life was a far greater sacrifice than offering his own life. You know, that's what Dr. Richard Booker says. Uh so 
if God had asked Abram to offer himself a tired, worn-out old man of hundred, it would have been, it wouldn't have been a true test of Abram's faithfulness to the covenant because well, uh, your seed still lives and everything. So, yeah. So God had to ask for the one thing that um, that Abram loved the most. So for Abram to offer his only son and once again become become childless at such an old age this is an ultimate sacrifice so um in abram's time dying without a son was considered um a terrible thing okay uh then they'll consider your whole life being a failure so this sacrifice wasn't was no small thing what god was asking abraham to do was big on so many levels um so yeah so Abram, though, in, in as much as this was hard for him, he decided he decides to offer Isaac. And so he rises up early next morning to begin his three-day journey, not this three-day journey, uh, towards the mountain um, of a city called Salem, uh, which was later called uh, Jerusalem. So Abraham goes with um some save uh, with some servants and isaac and they take this three-day journey to the mountaintop and at this point in abram's mind isaac is as good as dead you know like this boy doesn't even know he's about to die and uh, and isaac was just going he didn't even know where he was going okay uh so this journey is described in genesis 22 so on the third day of the journey, um, God points out the, the mount in Moria where Isaac is to be sacrificed. And Abraham then turns to his servants and says, stay here with the donkeys. The lad and I will travel uh, yonder and worship and then come right back. So at this point, Abraham is still not saying, you know. And so ah, Isaac just notices, mm, this isn't going well. So father, where is the the lamb for sacrifice and abraham reply uh, replies god will provide for himself a lamb for a burnt offering this statement was a statement of faith okay because um abraham just believed that the same way there was a substitute walking on the covenant um uh, in the covenant ritual for me so will there be a substitute sacrifice so um it's important to note that um uh that that uh Ab- Isaac was asked to carry the wood for the bent offering on his shoulders and so the two of them uh went to went together so at at this point Dr Richard uh Booker thinks um Isaac was probably 33 years old when they took this journey and so um this is because the Jewish um age of maturity was 30 and and and, and Isaac didn't marry until he was 40 and he had no children until he was 60 so even at 33 he was considered to be a young man you know he was a boy so uh Isaac had 3 years of manhood before he was offered as a sacrifice so Abraham makes this um this declaration of faith and in Hebrews 11:19 it tells us that Abraham believed that even if God did take Isaac he would resurrect him to be the firstborn of the covenant children God promised Abraham okay so at this point he said even if this boy dies he will probably be resurrected or God will just provide a substitute in his faith he said it is okay i will do this and so um abram even builds the altar and he places isaac on it at this point i feel like isaac was confused like what is going on butter like what's happening you know and so um just as he is about to make the sacrifice to take down his own son lives god steps in and says abram you have proven your faithfulness to the covenant take this ram i have provided and offer him in place of your son i will accept him as a substitute sacrifice in our covenant this is in genesis so abram offered the ram and named the mountain the lord will provide which is jehovah jireh and it is said on this mountain it the sacrifice shall be provided it will be seen this is in genesis um, this is in verse 14 of that same chapter of genesis um so yeah so this is this this happens and so um seven years later after that after that um they find a bride for 
for Isaac and he marries Rebecca uh, who they brought out of uh, slavery uh, to sinful idol worship in the city of Haram and they bring her into the promised land to begin a new life with Isaac so this is what happens so in review uh, God cut covenant with Abraham uh, Satan tried to devour the accepted sacrifice um, before the covenant could be completed and God had to put Abraham to sleep to keep him from interfering and if Abraham tried to approach God on his own and help him out there could be no covenant made and so it was all God's doing strictly an act of grace and mercy on his behalf so um god takes abram's place in the covenant ceremony and this was necessary because only god could enter into covenant with god and so abram did nothing but believe the only thing that abram had to do here is believe okay so but um he did act on his belief with deeds and so god stood we know the deeds i just explained them so good god stood in for abraham and walked in his place representing him in the covenant and the covenant was sealed by a circumcision abraham became abraham a friend of god and god became the god of abraham abraham believed god because of his belief god counted him as righteous so the only reason why god counted him as righteous was because he believed and this reminds me of something pastor mike said um on on sunday he said uh people don't go to hell for sin people go to hell for unbelief because sin is paid for whatever sin you commit here and now today even in this moment it's already been paid for and it is been paid for in full so that is not the reason why people go to hell people go to hell because of unbelief and so um people will also be counted as righteous because they believe not because they are uh holy holier than thou not because they do all these good deeds not because they serve in church not because they don't curse not because they you know not because of anything simply because they believe and this is what god tried to show us all abraham did was believe and that's why he is called the father of faith even now so what did abraham believe this is what abraham believed first he believed in supernatural birth he believed god would supernaturally bring a son into the world god did and abraham called him isaac He believed God enough to offer his only son as a sacrifice and he did and in that belief God provided a substitute sacrifice for himself. He believed for 3 days that his son was as good as dead. The whole journey when they were going to Moria he thought well this boy is dead so he believed that for a while. And then he believed God would provide a, sub- a sacrifice substitute or raise his son from the dead with many children coming to him through his son Isaac. and God did exactly that and he believed on that very mountain God would provide himself the substitute sacrifice he would be seen on that very mountain so that is what God believed oh Abraham believed and so because Abraham believed these things in his heart God gave Abraham his own robe of righteousness because of Abraham's faith God was his shield his protection the righteousness of god was imputed or counted to abraham's behalf because he believed and that is why even now even in the new in hebrews um in hebrews the story of abraham is told because he believed he was known as the father of faith so now the new covenant which is simply the new testament uh so Jesus was speaking to the Jewish leaders and he said, "Your father Abraham rejoiced that he wa- he was to see my day. He saw it and was glad." This is John 8:56. When did Abraham see the time of Jesus? At the time of covenant when Jesus walked on behalf of Abraham. Okay? So Abraham did see Jesus. He did see the time of Jesus and he was glad. And so the apostle Paul writes that the gospel was preached to Abraham. This is in Galatians 3:8. And in Romans 9:8, Paul also writes, "Not all of Abraham's children are the children of God, but only those who believe the promise of salvation he made to Abraham." So he made the promise to who? To Abraham. When 
during the covenant so god asks us to believe the same thing he asked abram to believe he asks us to believe that jesus the son of god has entered into a covenant with god the father on our behalf we are separated from god by our own sin and there's no way we can shoo away the foul, uh, the fouls ourselves meaning there's nothing we can do to reconcile ourselves to god there's no good work we can do to earn our way into the covenant we can't help god out with his own right with our own righteousness in fact the only way we can come in to the covenant is to confess helplessness before God and accept the one who walked in our place as Abraham did. So Abraham had to accept that somebody had walked in his place and that's how he was in covenant with God. And that's all we're asked to do. Just believe that, accept it, and that's it. You're counted as righteous. Don't you think God is merciful? So supernatural birth the things that abram believed so first uh, we are asked to believe in the supernatural birth as with abram so god would bring his only begotten son into the world in the flesh supernaturally we remember that jesus was born of a virgin which is the seed of a woman this was important because jesus was supposed to be spotless uh, spotless uh blemishless he was supposed to be pure so because he was only born of the seed of a woman he did not inherit man's sin nature which is passed down from adam so god did and he called his name jesus god fulfilled the supernatural birth and he called his son jesus or yeshua so um jesus was circumcised on the eighth day to prove he was still honoring the covenant this is in luke 2 21 and uh satan was there trying to swallow up and devour the sacrifice before the covenant could even be completed we see this through herod's mass murderers and also satan tried to kill jesus when uh when jesus was still a baby through the mass murderers um that herod sent and and also um we see that his parents uh joseph and mary had to flee from egypt and escapes uh, and escape then satan again tried to kill jesus this time it was in the wilderness he tried to have jesus stoned and thrown off the cliff and all these attempts in jesus life were to stop the covenant from being co- uh, completed but he did not succeed and so uh keeping the covenant promise uh so God had promised Abraham that in his seed all the nations of the earth would be blessed and uh, now it was time for God to prove his fidelity to the covenant with Abraham and Abraham's seed. So like Abraham, Jesus had two of his disciples get a donkey for him to ride into Jerusalem. You remember Salem? Jerusalem? Uh, so then at, that was at the age of 33 after three years of ministering okay so jesus started his ministry at the age of 30 and after three years of ministering uh jesus began a long climb to the top of a mountain just like isaac okay and so um and like abraham god placed the wood on the burnt offering or of and like Abraham, God placed the wood for the burnt offering on his son's shoulders. So remember, Abraham asked Isaac to carry the wood. So even Jesus had to carry his own cross to the top of the mountain where he was to be sacrificed. And uh, so Jesus voluntarily took uh, on himself the cross and climbed the mountain and so god offered his only son as a bent offering to be a blessing to the whole world so um when we like isaac turn to god and ask where is the sacrifice who will take my place and be my sin substitute who will pay my penalty for me the answer comes back god will provide himself the lamb for a burnt offering jesus is the lamb of god and so um where isaac was not worthy um and needed a substitute for himself jesus is worthy he is blameless he is spotless and so um all the fullness of god dwelled in him bodily and so god truly did provide for himself um the sacrifice and so um God himself climbed on top of the altar of the cross on the same mountain where Isaac was offered 2,000 years earlier. Imagine how deliberate and intentional God is. 
so uh but this time god did not stop the sacrifice because the route the the real substitute was ready was was ready on the altar so jesus is the lamb of god slain from the foundations of the world and now he has come to shed his blood in fulfillment of the covenant and this is the covenant he swore by himself uh to make from the beginning so on the same mountain where isaac was offered the lord did provide himself as the substitute and he was seen by the whole world and as with abraham a great darkness fell upon the earth remember this is in matthew 27:45 when jesus was sacrificed um a great darkness fell um on the earth and so we are asked to believe that god sent his only son to sacrifice himself as our sin offering substitute and then the resurrection happened so we are also asked to believe the resurrection which is that uh jesus was in the grave for three days and three nights and god the father resurrected him to be the firstborn of the covenant children of god and many would come uh thereafter through jesus um and then we even change our names uh we, we we are referred to as christians or as believers and as disciples and jesus becomes our friend and covenant partner and so then uh there's the heavenly bride okay remember after isaac was brought back from uh quotes um from the dead he was given a bride which is uh rebecca and so um the seven weeks after the substitutionary sacrifice the holy spirit comes down to begin his work of seeking the bride of jesus christ okay so now he wants to deliver you from the slavery um slavery to sin and bring you into the promised land of spiritual rest with jesus so you become jesus bride which is um jesus is the heavenly bridegroom and the holy spirit uh seeks for him a bride and so um all the while satan is there trying to keep us from entering uh, into covenant and um his words are very familiar to us you don't need all that blood business you're a good person and an outstanding member of the community a fine church worker uh, your morals are much better than your neighbors and it's all relative anyway but surely a loving god wouldn't turn you away so go ahead and do your own thing after all god helps those who help themselves so if it feels good do it that's what the devil tries to tell us isn't it i'm sure we all know this we hear it and so uh these are lies of satan who disguises himself as an angel of light but in actuality he wants us he wants to devour us uh like a rolling lion and sift you as wheat so the holy spirit brings you to jesus who says i am the way the truth and the life no man comes to the father but by me the penalty of sin is death and without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sin and it is my blood you must accept on your behalf to become covenant children of god you can see this in john 14:6 and romans 2:23 and also romans 6:23 and so uh the real children of abraham um are the people who believe So the children of Abraham are the people who believed as Abraham believed and Jesus said that the real children of Abraham do the works of Abraham which is believe this is in John 8:39 and again Jesus also said that the work of Abraham is that he believed the witness of God to his son this is in John 6:29 and Romans 3:24 and also in galash in galatians 3:6-9 and so when we believe that abraham what abraham believed the righteousness of jesus is imputed or accounted on us we put on the robe um, of the lord jesus and his righteousness and we are the righteousness of god in him so you can see this in second corinthians 5:21 okay and so now we become the spiritual children of god by faith in jesus christ okay this is not evidenced by a circumcision of the flesh but a circumcision of the heart and this happens when jesus puts his spirit within us so the holy spirit is uh the seal of the covenant okay and it circumcises your flesh because when the spirit comes in you he cleans you up and your heart posture is made right and he produces all these beautiful fruits which are the fruits of the spirit so um when the holy spirit comes to live in us he brings with him spiritual blessings and a promised land of rest for our souls in god through jesus who is our rest so it is the holy spirit within us who is greater than he 
who is in the world and he is our source of strength he fights our battles for us he cleanses us of sin and when he fills us with his presence we experience his love his joy his peace his power his grace his glory and his life flowing through us okay and so to enter into this covenant um god desires to count us as righteous just as he did with abraham and he wants to bless us with the spiritual blessing and he wants us to protect in his very own divine nature but we must first say yes to the covenant we must agree with god that we that we are separated from him by our sins and that there's nothing we can do to end our way into the covenant and then um you take jesus into your life by accepting him as the one who made the covenant work for you just as abraham did and then when you enter into covenant the spiritual promises made to abraham become rightfully yours okay okay so this is um what i had for you guys this week so please do choose to enter into covenant with our creator and um next week we will be looking at the tabernacle which is the tabernacle that was built uh for our god by uh, moses so yeah we will learn more about how jesus is seen through the whole old testament okay and i know these episodes are really becoming so long these days and i'm really sorry guys but it is very necessary that we learn these things for our journey and so before i leave i just want to tell you that god loves you he loves you so much he decided to enter into covenant uh, with himself for you and every single day he invites you to this um covenant of love and so all you have to do is believe and uh confess with your mouth and uh, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that jesus is lord and um you will be saved and also um please do listen to pastor also please do listen to um the sermons by pastor mike told um on forgiveness i believe that they're um very good for our journey and that uh we still have a lot to learn about forgiveness at least i know that i still do considering um the revelation that i had at the beginning of the week so yeah i recommend that you listen to those and um have a great week ahead i love you i'm so sorry the the episode was long and so it cut and so i had to post my goodbye in this next segment so i love you guys have a great weekend uh, weekend ahead